Episode 39, The Google Show. Google Apps for Work is the best $5 per month you will spend on your online business. And you are listening to episode number 39 of Mike Murphy Unplugged. Learn, create, move forward. I'm your host, Mike Murphy. I'm a one-man band, I'm a technology junkie, and I love helping people figure things out. And I am really excited to be here with you today. The goal of Mike Murphy Unplugged, it's to help you learn what you need to know in order to create online content so you can move forward in business and in life. And in this episode number 39, what exactly is Google Apps for Work? How do I use it and why do I recommend it for all podcasters and online businesses? But first, let's start the show with a question of the week from Ask Mike Anything. For those of you just tuning into the show for the first time, Ask Mike Anything. It's your chance to ask me what you want to know more about. Where are you struggling in your online business? Just head on over to MikeMurphy.co. Leave me a question and I will answer it in a future episode. Today's Ask Mike Anything. Do I need expensive headphones to record my podcast or are Apple earbuds good enough? Well, this is actually a really good question and the answer triggers another important tip. I would say that I do recommend you upgrading from the Apple earbuds, if possible, to headphones that are going to give you a flatter, cleaner sound so that you can really hear any issues in your recording. I use the Sony MDR7506s. They are very popular. They're not the best that money can buy, but at around 75 bucks, I think they do a good enough job and they're pretty comfortable. My side tip here, though, is that your earbuds are still useful for podcasters and content creators. People listen to podcasts on many different devices and in many different scenarios. Many people listen to podcasts in their cars or on home speakers or possibly when they're out walking or jogging, exercising that on their iPhone and iPad. So it's a really good idea for you to hear how your podcast sounds on these different devices. And your earbuds are a great way to do that as that's how most people listen to podcasts these days. So while I do recommend better headphones, more designed for recording than listening to music, keep your Apple earbuds close by as you should absolutely test your episodes in the same way that most of your listeners are going to be experiencing your show. Let's jump into episode number 39, the Google show. What is Google apps for work? What features do I use on a regular basis? And what are some unique unique ways that podcasters and online brands can use Google Apps for Work for their podcast or business? Let me start off by saying that Google Apps for Work is the first thing I tell people to sign up for whenever they are starting a new website or business and is the one tool that I think really has no competition. This is my opinion, but Google Apps for Work is a must-have for businesses or brands of all sizes, really. So what is it? Google's own definition says it best, an all-in-one suite to communicate, store, and create. Google Apps for Work, or as I'm going to call it from here on in, Google Apps is a cloud-based, meaning you can access it anywhere in the world, bundled suite of all Google-based productivity tools that can be branded to your business and, more importantly, your domain name. Google Apps is the admin side of your business, like email, calendar, word processing, spreadsheets, and so much more. I know, all the real fun stuff and exciting stuff, but it is the stuff that keeps your business moving and on track. The simplest way I can explain Google Apps for work is that you're paying $5 per user per month 
to have Gmail and all of the other great Google productivity apps integrated around your website, your brand name. It is basically white gloving Gmail. So you remove all the Google branding and replace it with the name of your web address. For my Google apps for work, I use mikemurphy.co as the primary domain name. All of the changes are made at your website hosting account. So there's full integration with my website. And trust me, you would rather use Gmail over GoDaddy or Bluehost or any of the web host providers. Trust me on this one. Okay, moving on. How much does it cost? $5 per user per month or $60 per year or 16 cents per day is the plan that I use and recommend. So what is included with Google Apps? Now I can't list everything because Google has so many different features, but at the core, the communication apps are Gmail, Calendar, Google Talk, Google Hangouts, and that little engine that is trying so hard but just might not make it over the mountain, also known as Google+. Then there's the storage app, better known as Google Drive, which is Google's version of Dropbox, another one on my must-have list. But Drive is pretty good, even compared to Dropbox. Finally, the collaboration tools include Docs, Sheets, Forms, Slides, and Sites. Basically, Microsoft Office with Google's simplicity and minus the bloat. All of these tools that I've talked about, they're also free as a personal account. So why should you pay $5 a month? Well, there are several reasons, but two biggies are branding and support. Google Apps for Work is set up around your domain name. So instead of me using mikemurphy2733 at gmail.com for my business, I can be mike at mikemurphy.co. Same Gmail goodness, only it is customized to my brand and business. And benefit number two that I'm not even sure that a lot of Google Apps users even realize is that you have 24-7 call-in support with Google and their customer service rivals Apple, actually. The support line alone is worth the $5 a month. But having the power of the best email service ever made with Gmail integrated with your brand is probably my number one reason I urge most people to just use Google Apps if you have a website or a business. Okay, big pro tip here. Email and domain aliases are awesome. With Google Google Apps, users can create basically unlimited email address aliases and unlimited number of domain aliases if you have multiple website or domains. So what do I mean by this? Well, my primary email address is mike at mikemurphy.co, but I can create as many variations of prefixes as I want. Say hello at mikemurphy.co or info or billing at or ask mike at mikemurphy.co. You know, for all the different departments that I run as a one-man band comes in handy. These are called email aliases. Then there's what is called domain aliases, which I think is also great. So I own a lot of rainy day domain names and I can add any of them to my same $5 a month account. It does not count as a new user. So let's say that I take my askmikemurphy.com, another domain that I own. I can create as many aliases with the same prefix prefixes that we used before, like Mike at or info at or billing at all under another domain. In fact, I can use many different domains. All of the emails still pour into my same funnel. Very handy. A lot of power in the aliases. And again, it's still included with your main account. Just say, for example, you want to you know, poll your audience. 
Make the address easy for them. Just create an alias in two seconds called feedback at mikemurphy.co. They'll remember it, and it's pretty effective marketing. Okay, how do I use Google Apps for my podcast and online business? I use Gmail, Calendar, Google Drive, and Google Docs for, I'd say, over 90% of my administrative and productivity workflow. Google Drive comes with a whopping 30 gigabytes of free storage, which is quite a bit more than the free 2 gigabytes offered by Dropbox, and they serve a very similar purpose. You can store almost anything in Google Drive and access on any device and share with anyone easily. Like all of the Google apps, it integrates very nicely with smartphones and tablets, so easily save your stuff from all your iDevices and access them on your computer or wherever. Google Docs, it's the home of all the writing and presentation tools similar to Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint, etc. I see no need really for people to hang on to Microsoft Office anymore. Google Docs is simple, clean, and just as powerful. So even though I do a lot of writing inside of Scrivener and Workflowy and other tools, I do a lot in Google Docs. And I also love Sheets, which is the Excel counterpart. That's one place where I list all of my resources and tools and just kind of hash out my ideas there in various documents. I know a lot of people swear by Evernote for writing and storing stuff like this, but I'm always in Gmail. So accessing everything is just super simple. Finally, Google Apps for Business is also home to Google Plus and YouTube and all done under your business name. Even though Google Plus is struggling as a social media platform, it is very important still that you set everything up there as it directly links to your YouTube channel and it's only going to add to your Google search engine exposure. Bottom line, Google Apps is the center of my podcast world and online presence. And just let me be clear, it's a little tricky for the non-techie to set it up at first. Not hard, but not easy for everybody. But once you're up and running, there is no difference to your workflow if you already are familiar with Gmail. The main difference is that it's all customized to your brand and Google is only a phone call away if you need anything. It all works effortlessly across all devices and can be accessed anywhere you can get an internet connection. Google Apps for Work is one tool that I will say 100% is a must-have for anybody with a website or brand. I feel that strongly about it. But what are some ways that one-man bands, podcasters, and online businesses can take Google Apps up a notch and leverage its power? Number one, use Google Sheets, or Excel, to keep track of your podcast episodes and notes as you're making the show. As you build up your library of lots of podcast episodes, you have this one big master database of all your shows. So say you want to reference, you know, an episode where you talked about a certain topic. You can just do a quick little search. Google is the search master, so it's great for that. Google Sheets, as I mentioned before, is where I keep a giant spreadsheet called Podcast Resources, and I fill it in with links and tools as I learn them. I just drop them in there. So when I want to go back and reference something, I just have this big kitchen sink of lists of resources always at my disposal. Number two, Google Forms. This is an underused tool by many. A lot of people don't even know about it, but it's part of the Google Suite where you can create on-the-fly surveys and questionnaires and all of the answers get automatically tracked inside a Google spreadsheet. Maybe create a form for your podcast and you ask for feedback or have your audience vote on a new feature you're considering. Or maybe you have a new episode artwork and you want your voters to listen or to vote on it. What's nice about the forms is that you can share them with a simple link. You can send them in your email newsletter or embed them on your website. 
very easy to distribute, and very effective. Number three, collaboration and sharing. I see the real value of Google Apps for podcasters in the collaboration tools. Every document in Google Apps can be shared with one or many. You set all the permissions. If I create a Word-style document and share it with you, we can work on the same document from anywhere in the world in real time. All the changes are easy to see. There's never an issue if you want to go back and revert to a previous version, etc. So where might these collaboration tools work well for podcasters and one-man bands? Well, right out of the gate, a great benefit is that they eliminate the back and forth of sending documents via email. Such a pain. Maybe you're a podcast consultant or coach or you're walking students through a checklist or a roadmap or whatever you're doing for your coaching. Share your documents so you can both work on them in real time. You can see exactly where you are and measure the progress. Maybe you're an interview podcast. Use Google Forms to send a pre-interview questions to your guests or create a Google Doc with all the show notes and have your guests fill in their thoughts or answers before the show. If you co-host a podcast with someone who lives in another part of the world, create one script that you can both work on simultaneously. Again, avoid that back and forth of email attachments. Use Google Docs for virtual assistants, which is big in the online world today. Maybe you hire a virtual assistant on Fiverr to do small tasks. Well, you can create a centralized folder and share it and just keep adding files or videos or whatever you need them to do, kind of like one big Dropbox. The great thing of Google Apps is that you can share only what you want. So a virtual assistant will not be able to access anything that you do not share with them. There are so many use cases of Google Apps work, but one that I'll leave you with is maybe you're going to grow someday. Maybe your empire is going to get built. You're a one-man band now, but in the future, you might add team members. And adding people to your domain and giving them account is just simply adding a $5 per month charge. That's it. Each member gets their own email. And being the administrator of the account, you have full features of an IT department. It is impressive how how much the admin can control all the users and all the data that goes through. You can put quotas and whatnot. And remember, if you get stuck, Google is just a phone call away, 24-7. Pretty cool. In conclusion, Google Apps for Work is the entire suite of Gmail, Calendar, Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Plus, Google Talk. The list goes on. One simple sign-in, $5 per user per month. You get Gmail, Google Calendar, and all of the Google productivity storage and collaboration tools integrated with your business name and 24-7 support. How many times have you gotten an email from a business with an email address, something like mikeslandscaping at gmail.com? Well, they had the right idea of using Gmail, but wouldn't it be more professional if they had mike at mikeslandscaping.com? Same Gmail, only for your brand. The alternative to using Google Apps is to use your web hosting company as your main email provider. And I really, really, really encourage you not to do this. So with Google Apps and Adobe CC that I talked about last week, you have everything you need to take on the world or at least run a really good podcast in a one-man band operation. And as always, I thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I do appreciate it. Remember to keep those questions coming for Ask Mike Anything. And I'm still taking requests for tutorials on topics that you want to know more about. So email me, tweet me, snap me, or find me over at Instagram. Also, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, you can do so over at MikeMurphy.co for the latest news and updates. 
and I thank you for joining me today. I hope you join my one-man band, and together we can learn, create, and move forward. Cheers.